Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher. And I'm Scott Galloway. So uh, how are you doing, Scott? You're in New York. I'm in Palo Alto. I am in New York and I'm hangry. I haven't had breakfast or lunch. So this is going to go either really well or really poorly. (laughs) If you're angry, this is a Snickers commercial. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, in, I just want you to know, I'm investing in the relationship. I drink mm-hmm. every night, and last night I decided to have bourbon instead of clear alcohol because my voice, <laughs> I've noted, the, noticed the next day sounds yeah deeper and sexier, and I want this show to be successful. So I you know am, Scott, I'm abusing different substances because I want you to have, make more money. Your dysfunctions have no interest to me. Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding? These yeah. are the grooves and the cool things in the per- no, persona that is care. me. These are the, the, the kind of the, the fun, interesting quirks. All right. And also, don't make fun of my hobbies. <laughs> then I'm not inviting you to my axe throwing next week. I'm going axe throwing in Brooklyn next week. Okay, so I won't make any you. lesbian jokes. I will, refu- <laughs> right. I will resist the temptation. We're good with the axes. We yeah. lesbians have a good, we have a good handle on the axes. You're doing so log rolling? All right, what listen, else? Okay. Listen to me. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. We need to talk about actual things okay. rather than your sad, Let's roll. Sad, Let's light this candle. Life. Um, so uh, I think we have to start again with Facebook. We talk about Facebook a lot, yeah. but they had F8 this week, and Mark took the stage. Uh, he made... He talked about they said the word private or privacy at least yeah. 412 times. Yeah. Uh, he tried to make a joke that nobody laughed at about privacy. Yeah. Um, he should just not do jokes. That's my feeling. But uh, and then there comes the news that, you know, these FTC things, which I wrote about the fine, you and, and we talked about the fine being bigger. I wrote about that in the Times. Yeah. Thank you for the idea. I quoted you in it. Um, life goals. You know what my other biggest you. life goal happened what? this week? What? What? Oprah called my new book, The Algebra of Happiness, a wonder, a wondrously weird collection of short stories. <laughs> I am one, you know, I am wondrously weird, Kara. Wow, God. I don't know if that's a compliment from Oprah. I gotta tell oh, you. I'll take it. I'll All right, so fine, take whatever. It. I'm sorry, All right, here's anyways. the deal. So anyway, so we talked about, the, there, was, there was a story talking about there, there might be a privacy czar at Facebook, yeah, essentially, yeah. or there are groups outside. So what, what do you think about this? I, I have myself, I will volunteer like it's the Hunger Games. I will do that job if they want. That's, I will take that job. I'm putting myself in. I'm doing like the, uh, you know, the mocking, mocking Jay thing. I'm going to put yeah. my fingers up. I'll well, no, it. the as I refer to them, the Enhanced Interrogation Network has mm-hmm. found privacy. And I think if they're really serious about privacy, they should hire a very accomplished lawyer as chief legal counsel who violated the privacy of millions of Americans based on their ethnicity. <laughs> oh, wait, maybe not. Maybe not. Wait, hold okay. on. Okay. All right, what do you think the idea that they have these privacy czars within Facebook to watch? It's basically an ombudsman, right? Is that concept? Yeah, and they had they paid someone a billion dollars to deflect and lie to us. Her name's Sheryl Sandberg. This is more illusionist tricks slash bullshit slash lipstick on cancer slash yeah. the mother of all beards. The encryption slash privacy thing is a head fake. Hey, look over here. This is lipstick on cancer where they're really headed is they've decided they want to create the largest secure encrypted network of 2.6 billion people. And where they're headed with is transactions. Because what's going on is, you know, the marketing, classic marketing funnel, right? Mm -hmm. There's sort of awareness. Explain it to me. Explain it to those of us who don't think about classic marketing funnels. But go ahead. Okay, so suppose, so the metaphor for all of marketing, and it's a, a, a metaphor that's worth, you know, probably 10 or $20 trillion, is how do you get people to be aware of your product, then consider buying it, and then think, okay, I'm going to buy it. That's intention, and then action, and then purchase, and then loyalty. And supposedly the funnel narrows as you go down. Fewer and fewer people 
Everybody knows Mercedes. Some people want to buy it, but few people actually end up in the showroom. And classic marketers have spent a ton of time, and we at business school spent a ton of time trying to figure out a way to create a funnel and then move people mm-hmm. down it. And the reality is the funnel has actually shifted to more of a wine glass because if you're at Audi.com and you start outfitting or configuring your A6, technology can figure that out and you start getting served ads from Cadillac and Lexus. So actually the funnel looks more like a wine glass now because mm-hmm. now once we get to consideration and attention, other marketers, technology-driven marketers start stepping in. But anyways, the key is who can actually own the funnel? So if you look at the top, YouTube and Facebook are sort of the gangsters of awareness. They do a great job, mm-hmm. pretty inexpensively. You move down to intention and who's the Jesus Christ of intention? Oh my gosh, Google, right? They mm-hmm. figure out what you want, you tell them what you want, and then it starts nudging you one way or the other. And then the, you know, the 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 Dalai Lama of kind of the bottom of the funnel right. is Amazon part. because right. the most expensive shelf space in the world is where you check out because you have to spend time there. Your your kid starts grabbing chocolate, it's impulse purchases. So that's the most expensive, valuable shelf space in the world. And Amazon has created uh, checkout shelf space that is the size of Texas. And as a result, Amazon Media Group is the fastest growing media property in the world. So the key is who can own the entire funnel. And right. if you look at uh, last week's earnings, it looks as if all of a sudden Amazon might have the entire funnel. And that is they have top of the funnel with the marvelous Mrs. Mizell and Amazon's Echo. They're now the second largest search engine in the world and the largest search engine when people are looking for an actual product. More people do product searches now on Amazon than on Google. And again, they have that checkout uh, bottom of the funnel. So So they they could own the whole funnel. And if they don't have to violate your privacy in doing so by sucking data and getting out of the dirty advertising, they they use the data, but they don't misuse the data, correct? That's the, that would be the goal. Well, they, they, it's not that they're more moral. It's just that you don't tell people, you don't go on Facebook and talk, you you don't go on Amazon and talk about your diabetes, whereas you do on Facebook. And then Facebook has individuals that don't care about your privacy. I mean, Mm -hmm. Amazon could technically get really, could be scary because they now have a listening device in your house. But to their credit so far, it really doesn't look like they've abused that data or abused that kind of interface. But now, circling back to Facebook, they could give, I mean, uh, let's be honest. Uh, I'm really concerned about privacy, said no one ever at Facebook Inc. Mm -hmm. or no one with any power. Right. Or that's a great way to basically signal, hey, fire me eventually, is to start mm-hmm. actually generally can, can, you know, giving a shit about other people's privacy. Then, but what Facebook's trying to do is everyone thinks Zuckerberg is going after Snap. No, he's not. He's going after WeChat. WeChat is probably right. the most impressive platform in the world right now. That is exactly right. We've talked about this, that he wants to be more like that. It's, it's an easier business, too, and it gets him in less trouble. So the second brightest mind in business, Mark Zuckerberg, has decided, okay, I need to go down the funnel and I'm going to create the largest encrypted network, which is perfect for payments. And I'm going to become the Condé Nast turned into Walmart because Hermes and Christian Louboutin will sell and distribute through Instagram because Instagram looks awesome. Amazon does not. Hermes would not be caught dead on Amazon, but they might, they might sell through Instagram stories if all of a sudden they had a commerce and a secure payment platform across everyone glass. in the world. The wine glass. There you go. Oh, back it's to a liquor. wine glass. Back to, let me just say that should be your next book, The Wine Glass. And by I the way, you know there's a, the, speaking of drinking games, there's a drinking yeah. game every time you say gangster on our show. Gangster! <laughs> you got you to come up with a new one. Yeah, no, that's an awesome word. That's an interesting thing. It's an interesting question of whether he can do this, whether he can move to price. It really is fundamentally changing everything Facebook has been. 
um, into something do else. Do you buy it? Do you think these no, people have any No, I think it'll be teeth? unsuccessful. I don't think that's why people use Facebook. I don't think they think of it that way. I think no. they've tried a number of times to do this kind of things, the messaging. They've tried. They haven't been successful on the messaging. I mean, it's big. It's obviously big. And WhatsApp's important. But I think they've never really put, their mentality is still in advertising, direct advertising, community, that kind of stuff. So I think it's going to be hard to shift focus like this. Uh, it's going to be very difficult, especially with the executives they have there. Did you see their earnings? Did you see Facebook's earnings? Yeah. They absolutely blew them away. Mm-hmm. And Instagram stories, Instagram stories now, which in my view, Instagram stories and Amazon Media Group are now the two most powerful marketing platforms in the world. And Instagram Indeed. stories, I think, I don't know if it was year on year or quarter on quarter, grew from 2 million advertisers to 3 million. And you're right. It's well done. It's well done. I, yeah. I was just on Instagram. I never go on Instagram, but I was on there and I was like, God, these advertisings are really good. These advertisements they have, very good. Very no, they well do. done. They do a, nice, an amazing beautiful. job. And by the way, everybody blew away their earnings. four things that I didn't want. Everyone blew away their earnings. Literally everyone. Twitter, mm-hmm. Snap, Amazon, Facebook, except who who missed? Google. Google. Yeah, you, know, it, you know, we hate it when monopolies miss their earnings, said the market, <laughs> and took, took Google down 7%. What do you think's going on? What do you think's going on? It's really interesting. I wonder if – so everyone immediately said, well, Amazon Media Group starting to, to eat yeah, into actual eat Google's them. business. Sure. I wonder if it's also Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. But it's – it's really interesting. For the first time, what looked to be the most powerful marketing uh, platform in the world is actually starting to take body blows or the growth is slowing down. I mean, most people would pray for Google's problems, but it's the first time they've missed, mm-hmm. I think, ever on their projections. Yeah. And it was because it looks like because, A, Amazon Media Group and um, Facebook Instagram stories are starting. Well, they were blaming the, it. the dollar. They had the dollar was their thing. The, the dollar, dollar. What, the currency problem? There was currency problem, yeah. By the way, quick quick fact, Google mm-hmm. does about six billion pounds in business in the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you know how much they pay in taxes? Or how, do you know what the profit they I reported is? Zero. They reported a profit of 50,000 pounds. They're like, I tell them we have yeah. a profit of 50,000. We can't say negative. Yeah, that, that tax stuff is going to get into it. I, there was a good story in the New York Times about nobody pays taxes. Amazon, I think, was at the top of that list. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to go off script here, but I've been asked by The Economist, and I like to say that because mm-hmm. it makes me sound smart. The Economist <laughs> has asked me to write an article on capitalism, so I looked up what is capitalism. Do you have to have a byline? They don't let you have bylines in The Economist, They're right? willing to give me a byline, Kara. Wow. Granted, I think I'm going to be literally d- like buried somewhere on the deepest, darkest web of it's The It's a Economist wonderful blog. publication that I don't read. <laughs> oh, I, I, I buy it so I can walk around airports and people and go, oh, he's so smart. I just, but I don't actually I can't read, read it either. anymore, but that's another issue. I, you know, yeah. But I've been thinking a lot about capitalism and basically Mm -hmm. capitalism is supposed to be that the means of production are owned by the private sector and also the spoils are divvied up by the private sector. The the more you believe in capitalism, the more you think kind of government should just get out of everyone's knitting. And to a certain extent, we all have government intervention and, you know, kind of child Mm -hmm. labor laws are a form of socialism, arguably. But anyways, I'm convinced that Mortgage tax deduction, capital gains, and social security, which I think is n- – all of these things are nothing but a transfer of wealth from young, middle class, old, rich people. And we, we like to think of them as, oh, we're helping the poor not be – or the old mm-hmm. not be poor or buying the, Amer- the American dream or whatever. But you know what else is an incredible tax mm-hmm. on young Tell people is complexity because okay. complexity oh, favors the people with money and lawyers and tax accounts. So the more complex the tax code gets – 
Yeah. The better it is for General Electric, Google, Apple, and the more fucked middle America, yes. middle class, yep. and mid-sized yep. We've companies about are. This. We talked about this issue that people in the middle are the ones getting through. So that'll 100%. be make it very interesting for this election if they can if if the Democrats can get that through that the rich are getting richer and you're not even no matter who they are the tech the tech companies. But it is amazing how few taxes these companies pay. It's just but you know of course why wouldn't you why would you not try not to pay taxes? I, I think. I don't agree with Donald Trump on that, but that's what people will do. They're trying to avoid and do all they can. If it's complex and they have lawyers, they certainly will do that. So Reagan had, speaking of taxes, Reagan mm-hmm. had this this um, fairly racist— Ronald fa- Reagan? Ronald Reagan. Remember him? Good uh, hair? Yes, I do. But I'm Good like, hair. Dementia. Okay. Good hair. Whatever. Most overrated yeah. president in history. Started this Fine. long— Move along. Spiral Move down along. of fucking yeah, middle class. But he had good hair, so let's call him the Gipper. Anyway, all right. so this guy basically had this kind of racist and disparaging— imagery that he painted of, uh, I think he called them welfare queens. Mm-hmm. And it was clearly racist, and he basically the said there's this water. whole group of people out there who are milking the government and taking your tax dollars and gaming the government. You know who the mother of all welfare queens is, Kara? Ronald Reagan. I the remember. mother of all welfare queens yeah. on a cosmic level is Jeff Bezos. And, and, and hear my logic. <laughs> Jeff I'm going to let you go on just for a little bit. Hold and then on. we're going to talk about my stories. Okay. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Yeah, it's all about me. Go today ahead. Go. I'm, Tell me I'm, about that. I'm, I'm intrigued. I cannot. I cannot look away from this trap. Possible traffic accident. Go ahead. I'm. I'm a. Someone said that listening to our podcast is like watching NASCAR, and then at any point something <laughs> comes out of my mouth, and there could be a fire crash. Yeah, I'm waiting. This one I'm going to go. With. Okay. I'm watching you spin out of control. But go right ahead. Keep okay, going. Okay. So, so so here it is. The wealthiest man in the world has all his wealth tied up in a stock. And he never Mm -hmm. sells his stock, so he never triggers Mm -hmm. a capital gain or taxes. So how does he fund his lifestyle? Simple. He borrows against his stock for somewhere between 1.5% and 2%. I can borrow against my stock about 2.9%. That means he can Mm -hmm. borrow from Jamie Dimon for 1.5% to 2%, right? So he hardly – he never triggers a capital gain. In exchange for that, there are literally hundreds of billions – well, not hundreds. Okay, tens of billions – of government subsidies going to Amazon in the form of, hey, bring our HQ here to, to here or put it your AWS new, mm-hmm. new data center here. He gets effectively 17% of all those transfers of government to Amazon because he owns 17% of the stock. So I think if you add up the I direct see. transfers from government, if you add up the fact that he doesn't pay really any taxes because he never triggers a capital gain, what we have is the mother of all welfare queens. And that is if you have a $20 trillion economy and call it a $5 trillion tax base, and money going in, and we're all paying money into that big $5 trillion tax base, right? You pay taxes, I pay taxes. You just pay a lot of taxes. You've been on this tax thing. You must have just paid a lot of taxes or something. I did. I know I did. I was pretty pissed. Well, we all write checks. Almost everybody yeah. puts money into yeah, that really pot. And then money goes out, 500 or $700 billion to our military or whatever, a trillion dollars to Social Security. And, and you know Jeff who, Bezos wh- don't pay Where money also check. goes out? It also goes Jeff. out to Jeff Bezos. The right, net effect okay. of our economy on the world's wealthiest man is that he is the mother of all welfare queens. All right. <laughs> okay. I see your point. I'm not sure I like your imagery, but okay. All right. Let's all see right. how that goes. Hey, Let's by the way, goes. for the first yeah. time, I got forwarded several yeah. several, several people forwarded your AI article to me and they actually mm-hmm. said it was thoughtful. So I almost read it. Yes. But okay. can you tell me why people seem to be <laughs> yes. marginally impressed with what you wrote? Because uh, I'm a brilliant guy. Yes. That's really pretty Hashtag much it. brilliant. I, it was an essay written. I've been doing this crazy PowerPoint that I give a lot when people ask me to speak around what I think the next big trends are. And a, t- a decade ago, Walt Mossberg and I wrote an essay saying uh, smartphones would be, this is 2006. 
seven or nine, so somewhere long time ago, I think it was 2008 maybe, we were talking about how smartphones were going to be the next big thing where all the new companies were going. This is pre-Uber, pre-all mm-hmm. these companies. And so we declared Web 3.0 was about smartphones and mobi- mobile phones and cell phones and, and this this whole, and it was it, it, it was really prescient. The, 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 if you go back and re- if you actually read it in our original essay, it's quite prescient. We really do call it. And then, uh, so then I decided to call it again. And so I've been putting together this, I just I change it all the time. This PowerPoint about what I think the big trends are, and among mm-hmm. them, uh, AI. And I, my point is like, there's not one trend now. There's six, and they're all intersecting. And they include AI, robotics, and automation, changes in self-driving and transportation, end of privacy, continuous partial attention, continuous partial hacking, and political and social unrest. And so I brought it all together in a two thousand mm-hmm. word thesis about where the next era, not Web 3.0, but Web X.0 is coming from. And so I was like, this is why it's going to be super complex because there's so many, it's not one thing. Like I think the cell phone or the iPhone really changed everything. Mm -hmm. There's not one thing now, there's 10. And that's why it's going to be hard. And a lot of them require very uh, sophisticated regulatory schemes. And so that was what my essay was about. And my whole point was that we've got to do something about it because these are, these are not as easy these are not what, – what's coming next is really m- massive changes. We're at the cusp of another massive change. That was my – Okay, so a couple of questions. What, do you yeah. think AI is underhyped, overhyped? And when you say massive changes, can you put some more flesh <sighs> on the bones? What do you mean by Underhyped. That? I think AI underhyped. is underhyped. I think the changes that are going to be wrought through AI as it moves everywhere – it's obviously been here. It's not – this is not something new. But as you move into more sophisticated and, there, you know, there's general AI and specific AI, there's bad AI, good AI. There's all kinds of different things. But I think that – the, 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 the companies that really get their arms around the uses of AI are the ones that are going to uh, dominate. And so I think it's underhyped. I think it's just the way the internet was underhyped. I think AI is underhyped. So, okay. So uh, as far as I can tell, the only way that AI impacts my life is if I'm mm-hmm. watching uh, season two, episode three of Transparent, Amazon has figured mm-hmm. out that I might like episode four and they start counting it down and they play it without my permission. Exactly. Other than yes, that, how does that AI too. impact Oh, everything. Lots of things. Everything. It will do everything. It will anticipate everything and it will be able, you know, just even just in, in, in opti- as you move into self-driving, for example, you need a, a massive optimization system to understand how cars move around and it's such a complex or where they're going to move or what they're going to do and you just need, you need so much data to understand this and I think the the issues I was talking about is that what data goes in here? Where do you get the data? Is it dirty data? Is it right. you know? It's just it's just the amount of data that's going to be able to be part of the system is really quite breathtaking. And so the question is who can who can figure this out for all kinds of things and anticipate not just anticipatory things like that, which is part of it, but it's chatbots. It's everything. It's every mm-hmm. single thing. And so that's it's it's going to be like the internet. I guess I don't know how to explain like the internet. You sound what is like someone internet? hyping the blockchain right now. It's going to be I'm everything. Not the blockchain. The blockchain is going to be important. I didn't talk about the blockchain in the essay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and quite understand it yet. I'm so I just I just want to, just for the purposes of a discussion right. here, autonomous driving, I think, is a yeah. little bit, or what do you think of the, I'll put the argument forward, that everyone was talking about AI is Latin for firing cashiers, and Amazon opens their ghost stores and uses AI so you can walk out and not have a cashier. And I think most retailers mm-hmm. have decided mm-hmm. it's cheaper to hire someone at 10 bucks an hour than right to now. implement AI. Right now. Right now. Well, okay, autonomous driving. I think autonomous driving is an incredibly overhyped technology, even though it was nope. mentioned several dozen Ugh, times in Uber and Lyft. You would be the person who would be sitting there on your in your, like, cart with the horse saying, these cars, I don't get them. Who am I going to speak to if I don't have an Uber driver? Who the hell I mean, is going to talk to me? You're not going to have an Uber driver eventually. 
You aren't. Not you. Maybe not you. You'll probably be dead from all. So then, thinking. what's next when you say Web X point What is next? Well, this look at this. Beyond Meats just went public, right? This is interesting. This Beyond is uh, this meat. is just. I, I didn't even write about this, but I was Beyond Meat just was going public today or something like that. This is the yeah. plant based meat or whatever. Yeah, and you know, there's valuation. a lot of players in this, include the meat. The meat people were involved in Beyond Meat. They sold to do their own version of it. Um, and obviously, there's some um, possible foods and all kinds of things. I think that's a really interesting area. I think you know it's a lot about execution and marketing and getting people to change habits. Um, but I think that's super interesting. Ag tech, ag tech, I think is interesting. See, every, uh, I, by the way, I hate that name. It's terrible branding. I do not want to go beyond meat. If we get to the meat station, I'm getting off and staying there. I could eat meat three mm-hmm. times a day. By the okay. way, best marketing campaign ever, Civil Shepherd, a vegetarian, James Garner, who had had a triple bypass, talk, mm-hmm. becoming the spokesperson for the National Pork Association in the yeah. 80s, and the best tagline ever, the other white meat. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's how I describe in business school. They all have us come pitch our classes to the the snotty little kids who are paying a lot of money. And I just get up there and I say, my name's Scott Galloway. My class is brand strategy, better known as the other white meat. The milk one. You'd have to like the milk one better. The milk. The milk one was was good. Was it? With the the milk mustache. Oh, yeah. Got milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was cute, too. That was brilliant. No, that was cute. That was brilliant. Meat one. There's never a good meat strategy. Anyway, uh, I think those are interesting. I think so. I was talking about trends that are coming up, and and that we this is a big is a big lots of big important changes coming. That was what it was about essentially. That's what it was about. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. It was a relaunch of Recode and Box Together. It was all kinds of things. So I decided to pontificate for a while uh, in on the Recode site rather than the New York Times site. I'm going back on tomorrow to pontificate on the New York Times site. Recode, New York Times, Tomato, I Tomato. Am a multi-brand strategy. Yeah. That's what I am. Multi-brand yes, yeah. strategy. Multi-prong. Hold on. Speaking of multi-brand, I just have a bone to pick. You and I you both used to be on CNBC every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they've literally stopped calling me. Well, they've stopped. I, I have morning. been... I have been verboten from CNBC. So, by the way, CNBC, in my view now, is catheter television. Okay. Literally That's look at done. the ads. Like, okay, listen, restless leg syndrome, opioid-induced constipation. Anyway, ad break. We're going to take a quick Seriously, break. If you're watching CNBC, Scott, it means Scott, one thing. Scott, it means your life stop. fucking sucks. All right, literally Scott. get your life alert and watch Scott, another financial hush, news station. Hush, Scott. Now, we're going to take a quick break. Scott, have you calmed down? I'm not even going to. No, I have calmed down. By the way, I I think that was. Wins and fails. Hold on. I think that. Go ahead. Don't rush me. Love me. Don't judge me. (laughs) Anyways. Always judge you. Listen, so that was a great ad, but you know what Mm -hmm. would be a better ad is if we showed an old man named Chuck Mm -hmm. spending time with his grandkids and tried to defraud seniors into believing that, in fact, we had a trading system and we could run an ad called. Trade like Chuck, or is that what it's called? Oh, wait, no, that's CNBC defrauding. Oh, my God, stop. Seniors stop. I'm with not their commercials. Okay, listen, Trade like listen. Chuck, everybody. All right. In that's any case, the, that's Scott, how you spend more time with your grandkids. Wins and fails. Right now, you're a fail, but let me just, just start angry. by saying angry I and saw, insecure. I, I see that Disney Avengers opening weekend. I saw it. Fantastic it movie. Fantastic. Is it good? Great. Endgame? Great. I'm going to see it tomorrow Perfect. with my boys. Perfection as a movie, exactly what I wanted. Really? Very long. Perfection. Amazing. Even though someone stole the bag that was sitting next to my chair this weekend when I was watching it. I had You're a, shitting a, a, me. And No kidding. I had a sheet in it. I bought a bottom sheet. <laughs> it was gone. Gone, gone, gone. And some wow. Mother's Day cards. For my I'm mom. sorry to hear that. 
It's fine. The movie was fantastic. Yeah. It was fantastic. So what do you think about that? That Disney seems, someone was just telling me, I'm going down to Los Angeles tonight, but someone was just telling me, you know, Disney owns everything now, it feels like. They're sort of on all cylinders. They've got that. They've got all kinds of things going on. What do you think? Uh, so, look, Disney is, uh, you know, that's kind of revenge, revenge of the old school. I think Walmart and Disney are, land, are kind of the two, I would argue, the only two legacy firms, if you will, out there that are landing counterpunches on these tech monopolies. And mm-hmm. I think Bob Iger is one of the few people who can pull it off that has the assets and the credibility. So I, I'm rooting for Disney. I, I think Disney is a, Disney's amazing. What do you think? I think they're great. I think I, I think he's. I, I have a lot of admiration for him, and I think the movie was so well done and so beautifully marketed, and just everything was flawless. It was flawless. I was thinking, what a flawless everything that they did, and you know, the numbers of people at the movie theater was astonishing. Like I could, I, yeah. I think I, I had to go like at a weird time. It was really amazing. Um, and and my fail this week is this Amazon Ring hiring, <laughs> doing crime reporting from the photos from the. Uh, yeah, what was that? Say more. Uh, it's a ring, which I have in my house, actually, um, yeah. I, before they got bought by Amazon, and I'm not sure what to do with them right now. Um, they, you know, they can, they take pictures of things and a lot, they have a, like a, a blog that I actually look at because it's like hard not to look about people doing awful things like taking packages. Um, it's mostly people taking packages, uh, Amazon packages, uh, which is kind of funny, uh, ironic. Um, and now they're hiring a crime lawyer to make stories out of some of these things, uh, that, mm-hmm. that, that are on the ring that, that get photographed. So it's instead of just like, you know, those cop shows where it's from the, from the thing that's on the cop's shoulder. Uh, now yeah. this is what's coming out of your ring, I guess. I, I don't, I, I'm not really clear. I think it's just, it, it's going to go wrong. It's going to go wrong. Hmm. Scott, that's my fail. What about you? Okay. So a lot of wins here. Um, okay. Well, first off, I, I, look, the earnings from every company but Google were just unbelievable. So a ton of wins in the earnings season. Um, also, and I'm shocked we haven't talked about this. I thought Biden's announcement was actually pretty well done. And it's an, yeah. I think it's another interesting lesson in marketing, choosing the medium. So live events are a medium, but they're riskier. Kamala Harris's live event was a huge win. There was an electricity mm-hmm. there. She, she just nailed it. And, um, and she's attractive and looks good in direct sunlight. And so does Cory Booker. And he chose a live event, but it didn't work because people didn't show up and it kind of fell flat. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. It is. And, but Senator Biden was smart. He said, OK, I'm 76. I, I, you know, under natural light, I look like an underwater plant. I look like I just shouldn't be alive. And by the way, I'm pretty sure that's a hate crime. He's doing pretty good. Second, second one today. Uh, but he, he did a good job. Him? Come on. He's he, like he couldn't get do better. He did Trump a he did a really good. Well, you know, the thing is, I'm convinced Joe Biden has a vision for the country. But the real question is, does he have night vision? Bada-boom. Oh, that's <laughs> All right, right. so you like that. But I got to tell you, your friend Beto's fading fast. He, he was hiring. I heard that he, they had, like, things they couldn't fill up. He couldn't My new hero's in the race, so he announced fire. this morning. My hero announced. Michael Bennett. He did. Senator Michael Bennett. Two objectives. To restore income mobility to the uh, middle class and also mm-hmm. to restore integrity to our government. This guy, guy. I am such a huge right. fan of this guy. Senator Michael Bennett. Uh, fully recovered from prostate surgery or prostate cancer <laughs> surgery. He says he's become more deliberate. This guy is thoughtful, not afraid to stand up he to the is. far left. I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going all in on this guy. I, I right. love Beto. I'll have him as a lover. I'll mm-hmm. have him as a lover. But I am marrying Senator Bennett. Do you know, Bennett. it's interesting. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is on the cover of uh, Time magazine with his partner, Chasen, who I love on Twitter. Yeah. He's really wonderful. Uh, that was interesting. Um, I still am a Kamala fan, I've got to say. Yeah, Mayor Pete's the the guy who shows up to a party 30 minutes early with ice, right? He's just like, (laughs) 
He's the guy that said, hey, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I think they're all, the, they're all doing pretty good. They're all doing pretty good. All the front ones are all doing, no, they're all yeah. doing pretty good in a lot of no, ways. They're all, I they're think all, they are. They're all doing good. They're good uh, choices. There's a lot of good choices. Let me just say, I won't feel bad about almost any of them, I have to say. I hope so. I hope we'll so. See. We'll see. I mean, Trump really for, aimed at Biden, though. Boy, did he go after him. And then, of yeah, course, but all that Bill does Barr. is legitimize Biden. That's a gift. Yes, that's, that's what it does. That's a slow fastball. Is there such a thing as a slow fastball? Anyways, there's a, that's a... That's a, you know, that's that's a gift to Biden because what he does is legitimizes him and cements him as the front runner. All of Trump's advisors who he doesn't listen to are like, oh, God, don't don't say ignore Biden. Yeah, they did. That's like Jared doesn't like it. Jared. Yeah, Jared. Whatever. You know, he was uh, a speaking of, of mine. advisors. I think Bill Barr was a fail this week. Who was it? Oh, my God. On a cosmic level. It's like gonna, I think he's going. Oh, down. my God. How can I Stephen Moore just went down? How can I have a lead? Whether you think of whatever you think of his politics, he, this guy's led an honorable life, a public service, an impressive guy. Sort of. like, how can I really fuck up my reputation just before I die? I mean, literally, it's like, how can I exit on, how can I leave the room and not only say I'm a whore, but I'm a cheap whore? <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. I mean, this guy literally. It's Scott, like, what? you need who? to get some food in you. All right. I'm moving into predictions. We got to wrap up. I've, I'm, I'm having uh, Tristan Harris soon to talk on my Tristan. podcast. So I need to, Tristan. Oh, my God. That guy's a gangster. Oh, he's twice. Big brain. Twice. Big brain and very yeah. handsome. His thing is is humans, uh, the dehumanizing of humans, whatever. Yeah, how we're doing. basically all biomechanically addicting. Yeah. He's right. a so, thoughtful guy. I know, so I'm going to talk to him. Um, I talked to him, I talk to him in this very room I'm in two, two years Tristan. ago. Tristan! Tristan! All right. Oh Prediction, please. Uh, okay, so a few things. Um, okay. I think Spotify is getting into acquisition territory. There's no one company. There's no monopoly like every other medium in music. Mm-hmm. There's Apple with a shitty service growing faster than Spotify because they're a monopoly and they own the rails. Amazon and Music, another, you know, part of the oligopoly crowd. And then there's Spotify, which has the best service out there, mostly because yep. they're willing to lose money. And Spotify went out at 150 It's now, I think, about 130 or 138 I think they're getting to acquisition prices. And also the other company I think that could Being bought, you mean? Yeah, being bought, being acquired. And then the other company that I think there's a chance might get acquired before they go out is Slack. Slack. Um, and then yeah, they've been, people have tried. People have people tried. tried. Microsoft. Is that right? Google has tried. Yes. Microsoft made a really big push to buy that. A push. Company. Yeah. And then, and by far, and I've, I, I've been, I don't know if I've been wrong or right on this, the most, the most overvalued private company in the world filed their, for their IPO. WeWork. 100%, Kara. WeWork. Let's take Regis. It's basically Regis. It's basically taking a floor in a building, you know, Regis temporary office, and put in a, a cool bar and some craft beer and pretend we're an internet company. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's supposedly going out at a valuation or trying to go out at a valuation of $45 billion. Yeah. I mean, this literally is the pets.com of this era. If this thing right. gets out at a $45 Ooh, billion dollar valuation. Good one. That was a good Okay. And what, what do you think is going to happen to the stock? Prediction. Well, I don't, I don't know. What, I don't know if it's going to get out. I don't know what it, the price it gets out at. But if you do the math here, it looks as if the floors that we work, um, if it gets out of this forty-five billion dollar valuation, the floors that we work leases are technically more valuable than than the entire building that leases them that floor. This thing just makes no sense. Right. I mean, at least it makes Lyft look like a great business. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's incredible that you want to talk about entering into consensual hallucination with the marketplace. By the way, their founder, Adam Newman, mm-hmm. I mean, it's this thing, this valuation is burge- burgeoning on fraudulent, but I'm coming back in my next life as this guy. Have you met this guy? I do know him. 
oh, my God. He's so thoughtful and nice, and he looks like that Argentinian polo player, Nacho, <laughs> what, what, you know, that everybody loves. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I was, I was asked to come interview him at the you J.P. Morgan. You look great, but your business is nearly fraudulent. That, it doesn't matter. Just, let me just whether, break it down. What okay. You just said. He's, whether he's dreamy and worth $10 billion or dreamy and worth a billion, that's still fucking dreamy, right? That's capital D, dreamy. Anyways, right, next yeah. life, I'm coming back as that guy. All right. On that note, But his Nacho, company is a my... joke. That is ridiculous. Okay. Ridicu- right. Redonculous. Right. Redonculous. All right, then, Scott. It's time to go. Is it, what Carol? else do you have on tap for this week? Uh, interesting. Well, you always ask me that. I'm going to see Endgame tomorrow night because you love it, and I'm taking my kids to yeah. IPIC. I got, cool. I got the kids this weekend. I'm excited about that. I get to be... I get to be uh, I get to be solo dad this weekend. I'm kind of yeah. excited about that. Bond with my eight year old who is not. I'm having trouble connecting with my eight year old. How do I connect oh, with him? You just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry. Okay. About it. That's what I said. That's been my fathering strategy so far. I'm going to be so on Bill Maher tomorrow night. I'm going to be on Bill Maher time. Then I'm going You're to Seattle. on Bill Maher. Yeah. Fucking it. Maher. That's it. I'm going on strike. I am going on strike. Go You're on Seattle Bill Maher? And then I'm going to go to the oh SALT conference in Las Vegas where that's a Scaramucci situation. And then I've, I've had it. I've literally had it. I'm going to see you know what? I'm, next week. Stephanie Rule is hosting my book signing at Stern. That's the only oh, thing have I have time. that's even in the same, in the same realm as that. She's fantastic. She's when is wonderful. That? When is your book party? When, I didn't get invited to your book party. What is your well, part? you know what? We have a list, and it's 400 people, and you came in at 403. So you just <laughs> missed the cut. I'm you writing stuff right you now. You just missed the cut. It's all right. I wouldn't have come anyway. Bill anyway, Mar- Scott. God, that pisses me off. <laughs> I would be so awesome on Bill Declined. Maher. Is it because Declined. I'm unattractive? Is he luxist? Is he luxist? I have no idea. I don't know why he's <sighs> Whatever. In any case, Rebecca Sinanis produces this show. Nishat Kurwa is executive producer. Thanks also to Eric Johnson. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week with more of a breakdown of all things tech and business. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review Pivot on Apple Podcasts. <laughs>